Hey, Kath. Hey, Stacy. Are we GHing? Oh, gosh, yes. Woo! This week's episodes that we'll be covering are season 60, 150 to 154. And the spoiler rating is medium spoilers, MS. It's really on the cusp of no big deal because we kind of know everything that's going to happen here. We, Stacy pretty much wrote these scripts, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a couple of things. We're going to start with the sad part. Gregory is in Alexis's office and she, that was last week's episode, but she said, you know, I, I need to know your diagnosis so I know what to do. And he's like, no, there's nothing you can do. And she's like, okay, but let me know when there's something you need from me. And that was kind of where she was, that was her compromise. And he stands up and falls on the floor. Heartbreaking. And she helps him up. She's like, let's go to the hospital. And he's like, no, I know what it is. There's nothing that can be done. She was like, you're going to need to give me more information if you need me to not take you to the hospital right now. And he finally admits that he has ALS, which was not what we were thinking. And he's just broken. And his argument for not telling his sons is that pretty soon they're going to have to take care of him. It's going to be all about him. And he wants them to be happy and carefree as long as they can, which is honorable and sad. But as a child who has parents, I would rather know and be told, I want you to have fun. And while yes, that's in the back of your mind, you need to honor your parents. That's just me. Not everybody works that way, but I've had to have those conversations with my parents and, and it's hard. Yeah. And you can tell by my voice, probably I'm not all craziness but um well we're going to talk about victor in a second so, so we'll get you back in gear that's why we wanted to do this first so i could be sad first but i i do think it puts alexis and gregory in a better place and he has somebody that knows which i think is important it is important it i can't even imagine i mean you kind of saw it with willow to, to some extent, but I can't imagine going through a diagnosis like that alone. How awful to be in your head like that. And the fact that he was pushing Alexis away over and over and over again is just tragic. But Gregory really didn't have anybody until now. Yeah. And he did talk about like why he quit and... A little bit of it is ego, right? He didn't want people to feel sorry for him. And that's kind of his his whole stance is that he doesn't want to be treated differently. And that was also Willow's argument. Yeah. And it's sad. So we're going to move on unless Kathy has anything else because I need to no. be happy again. Yeah. The only... um. Like the the tail end of that story was Alexis at the hospital asking TJ, like, is oh, there, yeah. like, she's just grasping on to any kind of hope. And that's where it's kind of left. Yeah, um, she got a pamphlet and he's like, 
worried, you know, because that's his mother-in-law. And she's like, no, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. While that really very serious, tragic tale was happening, uh, Victor's master plan continued. I mean, seriously. We start with the Venezuela crew. Venezuela, how do you pronounce it? (laughs) Venezuelan? Venezuelan crew. Holly, yay, she's back. And Felicia bidding on Ethan, her Holly's and Luke's son, trying to convince the, I'm going to call them surrogate henchmen, that she's legit and she the has $10 million. Henchmen. Exactly. <laughs> the well-dressed henchmen. That she has the $10 million to pay. But in the meantime, while she's trying to convince, hey, I have $10 million to pay for this, you know, pay for the right to kill this person, it she the auction closes and Holly loses and in walks in like this white clad with a hat down who we all knew was Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> and when she whips off the hat or I don't remember how it got whipped off I think um, to expose up or something. Yeah. She has this beautiful silvery long hair now. Gorgeous. If that's a wig, keep it. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, you ruined it again. A typical Tracy fashion. And Ethan gets free. Felicia and Holly start punching people. Whack, whack. And then they all run, run out. And woo, we think Ethan is saved. And that was literally all we saw. <laughs> yeah. The one main, like the auctioneer, um, he got away. So, of course, I think that's going to come back or he's going to tell Victor or, you know, something. Crazy. And then on the Haunted Star, Trina falls into the trap that Victor set and gets discovered. And then it starts the Dr. Evil muhaha. I'm going to throw her overboard. No, don't throw her overboard. Okay. Uh, you've thrown your true colors. I can't trust you. I'm going to throw both of you overboard. No, don't throw them overboard. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, I wanted, you know, family and what, what did he call him? Like, I I, I, it was so de- like demeaning. You just like, you're basically just giving in to me out of, you have no spine whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I re- wish I had written down what he said because it was so Victor. I did love how, like, so at the beginning of this whole kind of escapade, <laughs> Victor gets mad at his henchmen. He's like sitting there eating and they come and boss, we've got a problem. <laughs> and he calls him like the clown show. Oh my God. He's like, you can't handle anything. <laughs> and then we had... I wrote down we have a new henchman like it's like the rotating henchman crew and so then Liesl comes up with a strategy of okay Victor I will help you Um, I can't my uh, this is such a challenging thing I must do it for medical science create this it's the first um, excitement I've felt since my daughter died yeah and so I need lab rats. You're going to have to keep Trina and Spencer alive and feed and water them so that I can experiment on them. And so Victor agrees. And then next thing you know, Trina's in a set of clothes that apparently came from some henchman's locker. And her and Spencer are in Spencer's room commiserating. And I literally wrote down sex on a boat. There's no fire and no privacy, lady and gentlemen. Well, and like, I kind of get it. And you kind of knew where it was going, right? Like, we're going to die anyway. We may as well go out with a literal bang. (laughs) But 
Like, of course it's interrupted. There's no fire. There's no scotch. You have a lock that you don't control on your door. That is requirement number one. At least put, like, something in front of the door. I don't know. Go in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But apparently they are docked or coming to dock. So then in General Hospital, Curtis gets the brilliant idea of bringing in Drew. And it wasn't where I thought he was going. I thought he was going to go to Drew because Drew was a Navy SEAL. Oh, so I was to say, wrong, hey, totally. help us find these people. Yeah, like, what other way can we find them? And instead, he goes with, what the hell was Victor trying to get out of you? Yeah, that apparently Drew has no memory of at all. And they go to Drew's son's Oscar's, like, collection of things. Storage locker. Right? It seemed like a storage locker. Yeah, I'm not sure I understood Why? Well, and I don't, was it just Oscars? He said it was like all of his stuff he'd given to a friend for his last, on his last mission. And oh, maybe that's it. For him. Oh, okay, so I think okay. some of it is Oscars. Some of it is Drew's. Cause okay. That makes way more sense. And they find a book of Greek mythology that uh, Drew and had been reading with Oscar and inside the book was a map and on the map was the symbol of Virgo that connects to Project Demeter. Because it was in and, that page, I guess in the book, the where the map was slipped was like a story of Venus and Demeter. So somehow that's going to get us to the bunker that Well, Victor because is at. Trina gave the, you know, the, the heading, right? Oh, that's true. Trina gave the coordinates. So Laura was like, all right, well, if this is the heading, this is the only circle on the map that that makes sense. And I think like this is the the challenge with a story like this is that there's so many different pieces happening that I am like a go with it person. Okay, great. Somehow they're going to get to the island. (laughs) Not a lot of it makes a tremendous amount of sense, but I'm okay. It's all good. I expect them to show up on the island and to have some gunfire. And I feel I like it's going to be God in mass, there. right? Because it took such a giant group of people to get this far. And so I think it's going to be split. People who are at Willow and Michael's wedding and people who are rescuing Trina and Spencer. Okay. I have a beef about the wedding. Okay. Because I edited last week's episode. I know we specifically said... And we're so excited to have a wedding next week. We only got half of one day all week. (laughs) (sighs) The wedding is next week. (gasps) The way this, oh, so aggravated. Anyways, that's all I have for Victor. I mean, literally, it's so much fun. I love it. I love it. Let's move on to the fashion first section. Fashion first. I didn't have a lot of fashion notes this week, although I do think they're doing a fairly good job of concealing Sasha's pregnancy without putting, you know, laundry baskets and tables in front of her. Such a good job. Um, You know, historically, that person either is pregnant on the show or, you know, they're, they're hiding behind things up to their chest. So they're not. They're just putting her in loose fitting clothes and letting people make their 
assumptions and you know now that it's been confirmed it's I think they're doing a great job and she looks amazing and her skin looks so amazing right now yep so apparently pregnancy is her friend Mm -hmm. I have uh, a bunch of no's okay first is and you pointed this out I like the color of Curtis's jacket with his shirt he's of course a very handsome I liked seeing him casual like in jeans and a t-shirt and a jean jacket Mm -hmm. but those zippers are some out of some sort of anime cartoon the pockets on the front is a problem. Yeah. It's not right. They are like from some, a very large person's jeans stuck <laughs> on the chest of Curtis. It's bizarre. <laughs> then Laura's jacket. I hated it. Hated it in Friday's episode. Hated it. Hated it a million times. No. I, okay. I Here's the thing. In addition to being anti-mock turtleneck, which I fully admit is a problem, I'm going to seek help. But... I also don't like three quarter sleeves. Okay, Not see, a fan. this is where Kathy and I differ because I I called her or we were watching one day and I was like, I almost took a picture of myself because I am actually wearing a mock turtleneck right now. And when I go shopping for like work shirts, I specifically look for three quarter sleeves. Oh no! <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> well. You do you. Everybody just do you. I don't do me. You, you can tell. I told Kathy, I was like, I'm just letting you know, I like turtlenecks. She's like, well, I love you. It's okay, but I hate turtlenecks. And I'm like, <laughs> I have a freakishly long neck. I look good in a turtleneck. I don't care what you say. Okay. And this could be controversial. This is my last fashion note. I really liked Brooklyn's look on Friday. I loved the sleeves. I, I do not understand so why poofy. she's continuously in poofy sleeves. I don't like it. I didn't mind them. I, I I didn't like the the rest of her poofy sleeve, but for some reason this worked for me. And whether it was like they tucked in the front of the shirt with the jeans, I just, I thought it was cute. Well, just as you'll overlook my mock turtleneck, I'll overlook your puffy sleeve. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that. On to musings. Huzzah! <laughs> I loved... The scene, the scenes with Carly, Ava, and Nina. Okay. I loved how they handled them. I loved, I loved Ava reminding Carly that she could be the better person. I love how she didn't attack Carly. She just reminded her of who she was. I really loved it. And I loved that Carly thought about that while she was bickering with Nina, but that she was still herself. That she was like, look, I didn't influence them. I didn't even know Sonny was invited. And then of course, Nina changes her argument because that's what Nina does. But I felt like both characters were being very true to themselves. And I really, I mean, it was cruel, but Carly was very honest. She was like, when Willow told me, She didn't want to find her birth parents. It was because she was afraid her mother would be someone like you. And Mm -hmm. when I found out it actually was you, there was no way I was telling her. So this is something you brought on to yourself. And what I really loved, because Nina's argument is, that's before I knew I was her mother. And she's like, yeah, you think Willow's a wonderful person now that you know she's your daughter? 
Willow has been a wonderful person the whole time. You just didn't see it. And true to Nina's form, she's going to report Carly for insider trading because she can't take the blame on herself. Okay. I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And I just want to point out two things. One, Carly is right. (laughs) And (laughs) what I dislike about the continuation of this argument between the two of them is that whenever one or both of them make a point that is accurate and every once in a while Nina says something that is correct, it is not acknowledged. It is like almost negatively built and I'm, I'm getting weary of it. And I'm especially getting weary of Nina because Carly in that situation and everything you said is right. She was making phenomenal points. And if anybody is more uh, Willow's mom, it's Carly. And Carly never even said that. She never pulled the I'm closer to Willow than you are card. She never did it. And she could have. But Nina just is like, no, it's still your fault. It's your fault. You're mean. You're horrible. Blah, blah, blah. It's literally all about me. And I'm just like, oh, I'm weary of it. I feel so then, like, oh, I'm sorry, go. No, I was just, the only thing was that when she was sitting in the car plotting her revenge against Carly, I was like, I hate your guts so much, Nina. I cannot even tell you. I hope you go down in fiery flames. And so I don't hate Nina as much as Kathy does. I, I don't think anybody could hate Nina as much as Kathy does, to be fair. Um I do understand the logic because I have been that person, not, not, not Nina, but the person that when you make a mistake, you double down on your argument. Um, It takes me time and space to come back around to it. Um, More so when I was younger, but um, you were not Nina. Oh no, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying I was Nina, but especially in close relationships, I did not like admitting I was wrong. I would double down and explain myself harder and explain myself harder. And it would take me literal space from the person and the situation for me to have room in my brain to think about the other side. And I think that's what Nina as a character is missing Yes. You're going to be the person that doubles down and reinforces your argument. You also have to be the person that steps back and thinks, even when you're alone. Okay, you don't have to admit their right to them, and you don't ever have to admit their right, but you can sit back and take in and see where you might have done things better. And I think that's what would make Nina a more well-rounded human character agreed i also thought it was funny when carly told ava she's like yeah the next time you want to give me some advice just don't (laughs) but you know i i won't i I will just uh reaffirm what you said at the beginning that conversation between ava and carly when carly was reminding ava about morgan um and the tears in carly's eyes holy crap 
and the tears awesome. in Ava's eyes. Like they mm-hmm. were both being very real and they have been given the space to heal. What I think really needs to happen is a three-way conversation. I think Carly and Nina need a moderator that's not Sunny. Like I think oh, it yeah. should be Ava. I think a lot of things, Ava's never on Carly's side, but she, so that would make Nina feel safe. But also she she's not stupid. So she could be a good moderator, but they're never going to get past it, especially Nina without a moderator. Yeah, agreed. Well, we know what's going to happen here. Apparently Drew and Carly are going to prison. Prison sex. Okay. So (laughs) on another note, uh, awesome story. And I'm so totally surprised you didn't go with this first is Diane and Robert kissed. Oh, they were so cute. There was a fire in the car. Thus, the kiss could happen. And uh, we were wondering if they were going to have sex in the car. I mean, it was was that. We're like, as long as we don't have to watch it. It was such a great conversation between the two of them. It gave Diane the opportunity to kind of say what she's all about. And Robert, the opportunity to kind of question her, you know, whether she had a strong legal moral system and she basically got to say, I do. And here's here's what and why I represent Sonny and his interests. And here's how I keep that line pretty tight. And don't I look cute in your jersey? And then oh, the kiss the car happened. exploded on her. Oh, it was so freaking cute. To be fair, Kathy hated the jacket, so. Um, I didn't. I loved the fact that it got covered in oil. I thought that was fantastic. Okay, the Gladys Cody story. Oh my God. Gladys is very Nina-esque in her tripling down of her, the path that she's on. Well, and Sam, and Sam pointed out, it. yeah, Sam pointed out a key thing. She was like, because Gladys's whole argument is that somehow Cody's trying to um, do this against Sasha. Like he's, you can't trust him. He's obviously this, he wants your money, et cetera, et cetera. And Sam pointed out, that that necklace or that bracelet was the bank's, not Sasha's. So Sam's not buying it at all. And But I was a little heartbroken with the Cody-Sasha scene. Yeah, because Cody basically tells, finally comes clean and says, I meant to tell you this before, you cannot trust Gladys. But once again says, I can't tell you why, which is really frustrating. So what is Sasha supposed to say? And to her point, Gladys has been there for her. And she barely knows Cody. I get that. But she also started the conversation by saying, I don't think you did it. And I thought it was going to go somewhere different. And Cody can't trust her with his secret. He really can't. He's, He's messing around with mobsters. And Sasha had a meltdown on national television. And she's very passionate. If she went at Gladys and said, Cody tells me that you're gambling with Ms. Wu, she would. And it would go viral because she is a celebrity. So he can't give her that. Wow, you make some excellent points. But he can say, you know, when I said it was ladies night at the Savoy, that's not why I saw your mother-in-law. I have been seeing your mother-in-law at the Savoy on a regular basis. Why yeah, don't he, you talk to her about that? And yeah, he needed another path. 
and he's just too spiraling and self-shame to do it. He needs to trust Dante. And Mac. Yeah. I mean, but at a minimum, he's already shown that he can trust Dante with the fact that Mac's his father. Like, he needs to come clean. I, I find it interesting that he show, chose to do that with Sam. In other words, like, Sam's going to help me, but I'm not going to tell her. It, it's like, dude. But I love the fact that Sam's casing Gladys like a true private investigator. Bring it on. Oh, and I loved the conversation with Christina and Sam. She was like, if looks could kill, jeez. And then, oh, the gift from Sunny. Yeah, that was really sweet. And I think it's making Dex rethink his oh, for sure in the world. For sure. For sure. So basically he gifted her the Corinthos Davis house, which is basically a kitchen for the poor, right? Yeah, with like activities and like, uh, I think it'll flesh out over the future, but I'm so glad that Christina is getting a story. Yes. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly has a story here with endometriosis, which I find is interesting because I thought they had this story before with Maxie. I could be very wrong. I don't know, because I wasn't around that long, but they made it very detrimental. Like, she came out in tears, which I do understand, especially when you're actively trying to get pregnant. But also, like, they, as somebody who's had endometriosis pretty severely, like, there wasn't a lot of hope given back. It was more just, let's wait and see, which just makes it sound worse. Like, there wasn't a lot of between Dr. Navarro and Molly, I think there should have been like, look, don't be just, don't get down on yourself. Let's, there are lots of things that we can do. And there wasn't that, which made me sad because Molly was almost in tears. Okay. There's too much that made you sad this week. I'm not liking it. (laughs) Um, I'm calling an audible on all of that. Um, Okay. So on a lighter note, can we talk about Sonny's apartment? Because he has very bizarre art in it. And it just never changes. It's just still bizarre. There is like this half of a, a head. Why? And I don't think that screams Sonny to me. So I just don't understand his art. Um, but Dante was so cute when he's like, you can't crash Michael's wedding. I won't let you. Let's go to lunch instead. Was like so ready to just jump in. It was cute. Uh, and then he was excited. And then he pointed out, he was like, oh, so you think it was Willow's idea to invite you? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. On an, uh, another bright note, Chase gets his badge back this week, which is oh, awesome. Man. So who knows what will happen with that. I have a note how I thought it was cute that Liz and Austin consoled Esme. And then I loved how Amy tried to warn Austin about Ava. I thought that came out of the frickin' blue, but was wildly accurate. Uh, and my last note was, what the hell? Ned has decided to kick Valentine out of ELQ while Valentine oh is grieving Anna. What an yeah yeah it the whole thing that whole scene it seemed so contrived what i was when i first saw the conversation i was like "Ooh, he's he's getting his lawyers to go after link 
because he was outraged when Brooklyn said he had done those things. And I was like, yes, show her you're a good dad. And no, no, it's all about business. And the least Valentin could do is put out a statement. Oh my God, you can put out a statement. And then it goes from, like, if he you needs were, to put out a statement or, and now I'm, I'm turning on him or kicking him out. What the hell? If you've been running the company as well as you say you are, you are perfectly capable. That's how running a company is. By the mm-hmm. way, you have a team of people who get shit done so that when one person is down, you back each other up. And Ned has no concept of that. He is Agreed. ridiculous. Okay, that's all I have. And I can't believe we talked this long. I thought this was going to be super short. <laughs> well, if you follow us on social media, there will be Are We GHing pictures in Sedona this week. So how exciting. Oh, yay. Please let us know your thoughts and uh, send us a note. If you have any questions, you can go to arewegehing.com. Tell your friends. Uh, thank you for listening so much. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.